It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Wow, I tell you, oh. We got a fantastic show, or we got a fantastic show tonight. We we got the fantastic Beverly Lucas, and uh, you know what we're gonna talk about is a uh, passion about parenting, education, and cooking. And I I, I tell you that uh, uh, I, I'm I'm so looking forward to uh, this interview. So how you been doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. About to call your guest in a minute, so excited to get started. I was uh, working on a brand new schnazzy intro for the show, which you just heard right there, so hopefully people like it. You get some good feedback on it. I had fun putting it together. Wow, man. I man, I, I guess you just came through down on, on number three to access, you know, so uh, <laughs> if we can flip over to that one, uh, I, I hear you loud and clear now. I was, you know, but uh, yeah, we're going to get the guests on. Uh, she is, is fantastic. I, just like I said, uh, uh, I, I can't wait to get started with this show. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm going to go ahead and, and dial the guest right now. You and Michelle, go ahead and introduce what we're going to be talking about today. Well, you know, I tell you, we, uh, just like I mentioned, we're talking to the fantastic uh, Beverly uh, Lucas. And uh, uh, Michelle, can, can you tell them a little bit about what we're talking about? Yeah, we're talking about um, Beverly Lucas. The title of today's show is Beverly Lucas Passionate About Parenting, Education, and cooking. Um, she is an amazing woman. She's multifaceted and she has so many passions in her life that she dedicates her purpose to. So we're going to learn a lot about Miss Lucas today. We're really excited. And are you excited about the show, James? Yeah, very excited. And I tell you, uh, I'm excited about the show today, but I'm also excited about uh, my day. You know, I went to the gym, a gym that I hadn't been to in, in Texas in about, uh, uh, I guess, about 15, 16 months ever since the, uh, COVID uh, hit. And I, I met this gentleman on the way out. His name is Brian, and uh, he's a fantastic guy. And uh, I, I was talking to him for about five or six minutes, and he explained to me that he has uh, just came out of surgery and that uh, he also said he got a diagnosed today of a cancer. And, you know, my heart goes out. I just want to say a prayer uh, to make sure, Brian, if you're listening, uh, my friend, uh, you know, I tell you, maintain the faith. God is always there with you. And uh, I, I tell you, I, I look forward to chatting with you again. I'll be there tomorrow. So uh, uh, if just hang in there, my friend. I know that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough one. But uh, uh, Michelle and I, we pray for you today. We pray right before the show, and we're going to continue to pray, my friend. So uh, I tell you, a listening audience, uh, if you want to be part of this conversation with uh, the fantastic Beverly Lucas, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Michelle, can you tell our listening audience the purpose of today's show? Yes, the purpose of today's show is getting to know Beverly Lucas's passion and purpose of learning about Beverly She's very faint. Hey, James, uh, I'm just I'm cutting in on the air real quick. We cannot hear Michelle. You cannot hear Michelle? Okay. Um, yeah, Michelle needs, uh, but, but yeah, let me, okay, I, I will tell you the purpose of the show today is... Uh, getting to know Beverly Lucas, uh, passion and a purpose in life, uh, learning about Beverly career and education, also to learn what drives and what she's her attention to draw to as it relates to our youth and our elderly, and again, learning about the books. This 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 uh, young lady is uh, is like I said, multi talented uh, books. 
that she had authored and collaborated on. And I tell you, I've been checking her out, and she got a new cookbook that's out. And we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. You know, so, uh, Michelle, can you uh, please introduce our guest? Yes, I'm very excited to introduce her. Beverly Lucas. Beverly Lucas's career has been a balanced combination of working in higher education administration with traditional and non-traditional college students, as well as connecting universities with community-based organizations. She's the recipient of numerous awards for innovative program planning, development, and implementation. For over 28 years, she has taught in the disciplines of English, human relations, communications, college success skills, and experiential learning. She currently serves as Director of Continuing Education at the University of the District of Columbia. Beverly is a licensed minister under the leadership of Bishop Alfred A. Owens, Jr. of Great Mount Calvary Holy Church and the covering of Mount Calvary Holy Churches of America. Beverly received an Associate of Arts in Liberal Arts from Mohawk Valley Community College, a Bachelor of Arts in English and Human Resources Services, sorry, and a master's degree in educational administration from the State University of New York at Buffalo. Currently she's pursuing a PhD in higher education administration from Morgan State University. Her passions in life can be summed up in three words parenting, teaching and cooking. Beverly's a mother of three children, Lakeisha, Latrice and Richard, whom all are college graduate and educators. She's also a proud nan of her only grandchild, Layla. During the pandemic, Beverly decided to publish her first cookbook, For the Love of Cooking. She's also the author of Blossom, the Christian Woman's Guide to Self-Discovery, and a contributing author in Faith for Fury Trials. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Beverly Lucas. How you doing, Beverly? How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It is great to be here. Why, wow, it's so fantastic to have you on the show. Uh, I've been uh, checking you. I've been following you. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you that uh, beautiful smile and the enthusiasm and excitement that, uh, well, I, I've been tuning into your Facebook. So I, uh, every time you pack these books up and uh, and you ship them off and, you know, I, I just get excited. So uh, congratulations on your new book, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very important for me to to allow people to see the journey so that they see the process that has to happen in order to be successful. So that's why I share so much of certain aspects of my life. That is so important that uh, people see the journey because uh, nothing comes easy, and sometimes there are trials and tribulations as we are on our way down our path. So, uh, Beverly, can you tell our listening audience uh, where are you from and where you grew up? Okay, so I'm from a little city city in uh, New York called Utica, New York, with a population of about 60,000. Um, you know, I was born, you know, St. Elizabeth's Hospital. I went to grade school um, and middle school and high school in Utica, New York. Um, graduated from high school early and was able to attend the community college, which really opened up my eyes to higher education. And I was only attending the community college because I needed extra credits in order to graduate early. So what that did is it really opened up my um, my mind and my heart uh, for learning. And um, once I graduated from there, Utica is a very small city. There are very little um, opportunities, especially for African-Americans. So that took me to Buffalo, New York, where I completed my bachelor's and my master's degree and really um, – lived there for half of my half of my career. Wow. So who is Beverly Lucas? Say that again. Who is Beverly Lucas? Oh, who is Beverly Lucas? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a loaded question. Um Beverly is a very passionate um woman. She is a woman, she is a mother, she is a friend, she is an auntie. Um she is a colleague. She is a coach. Um, she is many things to many different people. But most of all, Beverly is really someone who, um, let me not talk about myself in third person. <laughs> I am really uh, believe 
that my purpose in life is to help other people. And the way that my calling is, I help other people through teaching, whether that's teaching um, informally or teaching formally. Um, I've taught high school, um, career, and um, college. And um, so that's who I am, and that, that, is, that is my Wow, you know, hey, I am so interested in them and even deeper, but we're going to take a station break. We're going to come back, and we're going to continue our great discussion with Beverly Lucas. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, we got uh, the fantastic uh, Beverly Lucas uh, uh, own and I tell you, I'm just so happy to have her on the show today. And uh, I, I, it started out, and I'm, I'm I'm ready to dive off into it and really get a chance to know Beverly. You know, so Beverly, can you tell our listening audience what motivates you spiritually, professionally, and professionally? What motivates me um, is is purpose. Um, I don't need um, much external motivation because internally I believe in um, my calling. I believe that we all have a calling. I believe that we all um, have a purpose and there's something on this earth that we should be doing to have an impact, not just for ourselves, but on others. And when it comes to my profession, um, I love what I do. Um, If you know anything about me, every job I had, you know, I always say I love my job. I love my job. And it doesn't, you know, matter what the institution is. It's that I'm doing what it is that I love to do. And I believe that when you do what you love to do, it doesn't matter whether it's college or university, A, B, or C, because you're doing what it is that you love to do. So for me, that's teaching and that's administration. Um, spiritually, it's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, I, I, I I love God. I love the things of God. I always want to be in the will of God. So that's what I'm always seeking, and that's what I'm always asking. And I believe that God has a way of speaking and working with me to direct me and has directed me to my life that I have um, 
arrived at this point. And it, it's not that I have arrived at an apex. It's just that I've arrived where I am and I am able to, um, you know, help other people to give them hope, to help them with their faith, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really all about purpose. Beverly, producer Noah here. What uh, is it like when you're trying to find like-minded people to surround yourself with? Because I think that's tremendously important in making sure that you're constantly uplifted and motivated and headed in the right direction. Yes, that is a really good question, and that is that is really important. Um, like-minded people and people who are above your like-mindedness. Um, I think that we should all have people in our lives that are on the same level that we're at in the way that we think. I believe that we should help others that are not at that level so that we can bring them up. But I also believe that we should have mentors in our lives that help us to get to another level. And when I say mentors, I mean people who really invest um, time in pulling out the best in us and that can't just be one person because we are, you know, multidimensional. So, you know, I have a spiritual mentor. I have a professional mentor. Um, I have a personal mentor. I have a personal coach. And I think all that is important. And I think in unveiling ourselves to that, we're in a better position uh, for ourselves and a better position to help other people. So I think that like-mindedness is very important. I like what you said about mentors because I think that is just tremendously important. I've tried to have several in my life over the years and that you can break that up and have that in the different aspects of your life. Like you said, for spirituality, you have one for maybe your professional career you have another or you or you have a couple. You might even need need one that navigates for your family life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And because, you know, my children are grown, you know, young ladies do call me and ask me questions or want to speak to me. And I have a few, um, just a few uh, mothers that I, I won't even say work with, but they know that I'm here for them when they get into a difficult situation because parenting is one of the hardest um, oof, it's one of the hardest things that you can do. And for me, when I look at my life and I look at my children and I look at where they landed, um, the Bible scripture is true that if you train up a child in the way that he or she should go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. Um, even to the point where um, I was out walking one night, um, getting my steps in, and the streetlights came on in my neighborhood. And as soon as the streetlight came on, even though it's been all those years ago, I still was thinking about if I was young and I came home and the streetlights was on, that I, I was going to get confronted with a switch or, or a belt, but I was going to be in trouble. So when I saw that light, I took a picture of it, and I just laughed at it, and I thought about how what we learn as children, even when we are not consciously thinking about it, how it, it just comes up in, in our minds, you know, in given the situation. <laughs> Beverly, how would you describe yourself as a mother How would I describe myself as a mother? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so first let me just say that I've always wanted to be a mother. So I always had dolls. So I didn't give up my dolls until I got to high school because I, I'm the caregiver. So I thought when I was really young that I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to take care of people. Um, when I was finally able to have my children, even though I only have three children, I always wanted four, but I have three, um, I was very intentional in my child rearing for my children. I was intentional because I did not have the best childhood. I had the best that those who raised me knew how to do. But I decided at a very early age, actually at the age of five years old, like I still remember thinking the thought, uh, when I have children, I'm not going to do A, B, and C. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. So for my children, I was very intentional in how I spoke to them. I was very um, mindful of the words that I would say to them and how I would say it because I know that the impact that words can have on a child, you know, because it happened to me at the age of five years old. Um, I'm a very caring mother. I'm a loving mother. I'm very supportive of my children. Um, I've been very sacrificial for them. Um, Lord knows I have not been perfect, but my love for them 
um, has been perfect. And I tell them all the time that, you know, God thought so much of me that he allowed me to be their mother. Like he chose me for them because I think I have, I mean, I, I just think I have the most wonderful children. And I attribute that to um, God's leading first. Um, and I attribute that to the intentionality of, of being a parent and not and taking it very, very seriously. Wow. Yes. Um, so what would your children say about you? What would my children say about me? Mm-hmm. What would they say? What would, what would they say? <laughs> they would say that my mom is like um, an energizer buddy, bunny, always doing something. I've always been into something. I've always been able to um, tag them along with me. Um, they would say that I'm very giving. Um, they know more than anybody how much I give, um, you know, to the community. They would say that um, that I can be very silly and sometimes I can act really naive. And um, I think they love that about me. But most of all, they would say that I have a really big heart and that my intentions have always been um, – pure for everything that I, that I've done. Wow. That's, that's a beautiful thing to know what your children would say about you. Well, okay. We're going to go on to this. So Beverly, how did you know that you were called to ministry? My call to ministry um, evolved. So I didn't have, you know, I don't have one of those experiences like God said to me, you know, A, B, C, and D, no, what what happened was I just I just have been a servant, um, and then I became a servant leader. So because I served, I've been you know in church all of my life. You know I'm one of those old fashioned church girls. I really am. And for each church that I've been a part of, which has been very few in my life, you know I've I've held leadership roles. So it really just evolved. And I was speaking to my bishop, um, Bishop Owens. Uh, one day we were just talking, and you know, I said, you know, I said, Bishop, you know, I said, I think, I think I'm ready to minister. And he just looked at me. And he was like, I've been, I've been waiting for you to say that. So it it happened just like that. So it it wasn't a special calling. It wasn't, um, you know, um, anything that fell out the sky. It was just, it just evolved into that based on my lifestyle. Wow. So um, Beverly, what draws your attention? to the youth, and to the elderly as well? For the youth, it's been important to me because, you know, I had a daughter that um, that required more attention than my other children. And because, um, how can I say this? Because her life, I couldn't impact her the way I wanted to impact her. I decided that I was going to take that same energy and I was going to help other youth. So I've been working with youth programs. I do the summer youth program um, for um, D.C. I did. I worked with youth when I was in Buffalo uh, because, you know, and I just think it's important. And I think that those are the formative years. And I think, again, that people remember um, who pours into their lives. And I think they're, you know, the youth are very impressionable. So what they see us do and what they see us say and how they see us help, um, I think that has an impact because I really believe that we need to invest in our young people um, as far as time and as, you know, and as far as wisdom and giving them, um, you know, words of knowledge and words of encouragement because they are the next generation. They're going to rule the world. Wow. Well, thank you, um, Beverly. Um, keep that thought because we're going to ask you um, the next question about um, your attention to the elderly, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to do a station break right now, and we will get right back to you. Okay. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I tell you, we got Beverly Lucas and uh, uh, it's uh, she bringing it, and she is such a fantastic person. And uh, I tell you, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Beverly, what draws you? Already um, discussed what draws your attention to the youth. What draws your attention to the elderly? Okay. Um, for the youth, I just wanted to mention um, the daughter that I was referring to um, is now 33 years old, and her career is helping out youth. And so she turned her life around by um, um, being passionate about helping uh, youth, and that, that adds to my um, passion with youth. But as far as the elderly is concerned, um, I've always had um, an affinity for the elderly. I've always been attracted to them. Um, especially women, older women that I wanted to be like. Like I would see them and they'd have their church hats on and they'd be, you know, sitting up straight. And, you know, I just loved it and loved to hear them pray. And so, you know, even as a little child, I um, was attracted to the elderly. But when I was um, working at Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church, um, I was director of the Family Life Center. And there we had a program um and it was for um, the seniors, and they would come in uh, two days a week, and we would feed them lunch. So they would come in, and I would sit with them, and we'd have Bible study, and they'd tell me stories about when they were young, um, and we would pray, and and I just, um, it just, it, do, it did something to them, but it also did something to me. And the other thing is, when you mix the youth with the elderly, um, the synergy that you get from that type of um, interaction is both good for the youth and it is good for the elderly. It makes everybody, everybody walks away feeling good about themselves. Beverly, what's been your greatest challenge that you would say over just the course of your life and what the goals that you've set for yourself? Oh, my gosh. I've had I've had great challenges. Um, to have a great anointing, you've had to have great challenges. Um, I've had great challenges, um, but the one that I can tell you uh, right now is uh, pursuing my PhD 
it's because I waited 30 years before I decided to go back to school. So going back to school um, and being in a classroom with, you know, 20 and 30 year olds and having to learn to learn again, even though I've been teaching this whole while, it's very different from being the professor and then being the student and then um, being the professor and the student at the same time. So I'm correcting papers and I'm also writing papers. Um, it's been very challenging for me. Like everybody says to me, oh, Beverly, you can do this. This is easy. This is easy for you. You got this. Like you already have that. But no, 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 no. I let people know all the time. It is it's not easy. It's very challenging. It's very time consuming. It takes a lot of sacrifice. Um, and it takes a lot of late nights, you know, up researching and writing and um, synthesizing information. It's just, you know, if you haven't done it in 30 years, it's very challenging. So that's been my that's been my largest challenge um, over the past four years. And you know what I've noticed, Beverly, just in closing with this little thought, is that the greatest things in life that are worth doing or experiencing, they are never easy. No. And people think they're easy. And see, and that's, that's why I share my journey. That's it right there. I share my journey because... I want people to know just because you see someone at a certain level of success or you see someone that has accomplished something and you, you think that it's easy and it, it, I mean, and it's not. And there's a process that you have to go through. And again, that process has to do with consistency. It has to do with sacrifice. It has to do with um, just, you know, putting the, putting the time in and it's not always easy. And I don't know any successful person that would say that they got to where they was, where they are, and it has been easy for them. I don't know one. Wow. Uh, Professor Beverly, I am a big proponent of education, traditionally and non-traditionally. And I believe that uh, longer we are, long as we are in the learning mode, uh, we grow mentally, spiritually, and emotionally you know so uh can you tell our listening audience a, a little bit about your thoughts on on how education tradition and non-traditional yes i think that just learning is important so you know i tell people all the time you know i understand that college is not for everyone and in the age that we live in right now where everything is you know um technology based you know you can get a um uh, industry certification and make uh, six figures and never step foot in on a college campus. So in looking at that, we have to just look at the whole spectrum of learning, whether it's being a traditional student going um, and learning the arts and the humanities, you know, whether it's um, getting a certification, whether that's in um, technology, um, whether that's in, it could be in uh, hospitality, um, so there, there's so many different careers that don't require a bachelor's degree. So even though I'm for the bachelor's degree, I'm for the associate's degree, I understand that people right now, especially the young folks, especially the millennials, you know, they want to stack up their credentials. And a stacked up credential at Amazon, again, can get you six figures just stepping in the door. I've seen it happen. I've seen people to take coding classes. Um, 12-week classes, some 12-month classes, and to walk in uh, a business uh, industry and make six figures. Even though it's not all about the money, but sometimes it is about the money. Wow. You, you mentioned briefly uh, about uh, your teaching and you being a student. Can you tell uh, our listeners once a little bit about your role as Director of Continuous Education at the University of D.C. or Columbia? Yes, University of the District of Columbia. So continuing education. So continuing education is for non-credit courses. So I'm actually the, the director of a program that is um, you're in college and you're taking courses, but they're not for credit, but they're for certification. So I'm actually the director over certification programs. And, like, all our classes are online. We have a 1,000 classes online. We have over 400 certificates. Um, and over 100 industry uh, certifications that individuals can um, obtain. So I'm, I'm right in that field. So 
I understand the duality of even my job because it is a university. So also I have to uh, motivate people to obtain their, uh, you know, their associate's bachelor's master's degree. Amen. Amen. Just like well, we just, we just talked about a second ago, as long as you are in, in class, uh, traditionally, non-traditionally, you are learning and you are making, a, I believe that you're making a better person out yourself and you're also increasing your value. Uh, in society and your your worth, you know, for as to uh, a lot of these organizations and corporations, you know. So, but I want to switch uh, 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 tracks a little bit. Can you tell us a, about your experience being a part, being part of a nursing home and prison ministry? Yeah. So my love for the seniors, of course. So um, the nursing home ministry on Alabama Avenue in Southeast D.C. We have a nursing home ministry. Um, I was a part of that, and we would go in once a month and just have a church service. So they would wheel all the all the elderly into a multi-purpose hall. Uh, we would talk to them. We would have communion with them. We would um, pray with them. We'd go through the rooms, and you know, there's there's one story that I got to tell you that I just love. There's one lady. Her name was Miss Cheryl. Miss Cheryl. She just loved me because she said that that I was her. So whenever she would see me coming down the hall, she would say, here I come. <laughs> here I come. Coming down the hall. Here I come. And I, I just I just love that. So it's little it's little things like that. And with the prison ministry, I was ministering at a uh, prison or a jail, actually, in Charles County. And we would go once a month, and we would, again, have church services and pray and not really counsel, but really try to coach um, some of the individuals that would come to the services. But, you know, it's all about serving. So it's all about service to others. And you're absolutely right. And I, I believe that that is the biggest part of life, especially once we're on a journey and once we understand uh, by us serving, we see smiles on other people's faces that we bring in joy in their lives. I think that's so important. We're going to start this, but we're going to take a break in a minute. But I'm going to start this. Uh, can you tell uh, us about your dreams? I know you got so many of them. Uh, so uh, we got about one minute before the break, but I want to get, get started on that one. One of my dreams, you know. I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to have to believe me, but all my dreams have come true. Everything that I have ever dreamt has come true. Everything that I have ever wanted has come true. Um, it didn't all stay, <laughs> but it's come true. So anything from here on in is, or here on out is really what God has for me. So I'm really just looking for his direction as to what he has for me next, because Beverly, she's filled to capacity. Wow. I love that. I love that. You know, Beverly, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue this great discussion with Beverly Lucas. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And I tell you, you know, I, I kind of got a little carried away the last segment because uh, I was off into uh, Beverly. Uh, uh, her just uh, laying it down about uh, education and about uh, service. And, and uh, wow, you know, kind of touched my heart. I mean, I'm I, you're great. You're radiating already. You know, I can see it. I'm, I'm looking at you on Zoom and, and listening to you on air. So it's absolutely fantastic. I listen on just like I said. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Noel, I think we got uh, Savannah. Is Savannah? On? Yeah, Savannah just called in. She's got a question for Beverly. How you doing, Savannah? Yeah. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Doing just fine. That's good. Hey, so, um, Beverly, what would you say to somebody who, because, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you've are you been pretty successful. What would you say to somebody who's trying to maybe kind of follow in your foot tracks and do what you're doing or even just kind of do their own thing but isn't maybe doesn't have the self-confidence or anything to make it happen okay so what you do is you find somebody who has that confidence um and you ask that person can can they mentor you you don't necessarily tell them that you don't have the confidence you could just say you know i've been watching you i admire you um i need a little bit direction would you be willing to mentor me um, sometimes it's really as simple as that if anybody were to come up to me and to ask me that because they even had the um, the confidence to even ask me, I, I would I would have to say yes. Um, we never want anybody to follow in our footsteps because we are all not the same. So in a mentoring relationship, and I just talked about this this morning, but in a mentoring relationship, you want somebody to see you for you so that you can have your own footsteps in where you're going and not to mimic the footsteps that you see them in. But I just, to answer your question, I think that you just would have to um, find a way to approach someone who you admire and ask them to mentor you. I like that answer. <laughs> hey, Good. Savannah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think we got another call on the line. Uh, I think we got Freddie. Uh, do we have Freddie on the line? Uh, no. Freddie has a quick question for the guest. Yes, Freddie, you're up. Yeah, okay, yeah, thanks uh, for being on the show. I, I'm i enjoying this, and I, I even had to laugh about the streetlights when it turned dark. I remember that. <laughs> I got to get home, or, boy, <laughs> I'll be meeting the switch. <laughs> yeah, so, yes, um, what I've done is, like, um, I would like to uh, open up a tutor since it, uh, um, place in Southeast San Diego, and the reason why, because, what helped me out was mentors. They really have, uh, because uh, I was at the Boys and Girls Club, not Boys and Girls, the Boys Club, and it was this one uh, police officer, he, he taught boxing, which kept me off the street while I was going to school. And then when I uh, got out, uh, my uh, martial art instructor, he was also my mentor because, um, I don't know if you... Uh, if people listen to the show, like I was in special classes, uh, I was uh, deemed uh, close to mentally retarded and all that kind of stuff. And so I remember uh, my martial arts teacher said, you know something, Fred? He said, people underestimate you. You're real sharp. You're real smart. And that seed took off. It did. And so from there, I started going to the college because I wanted to uh, work with kids. And then uh, acupuncture and all that kind of stuff, but 
uh, mentoring, I mean, I'm going to tell you something right now. I mean, too bad we don't have more mentors that's real positive like you. So I just had to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine, and you are absolutely right, and we um, we don't disagree with you. You are absolutely right. Um, mentoring, which is actually the topic of my dissertation, so it is a topic that is very near and dear to me. So thank you so much for your comments. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for being on the show because I'm going to try to get this broadcast too so my daughter could hear it. <laughs> okay, okay. Beverly. How did it feel to be a contributing author in Faith for Fiery Trials, and what was it like? Um, I I was the author. I, I was kicking and screaming because I really um, I didn't think I was ready to tell my story. So, um, but the writing when you write about a traumatic um, event in your life, it can be very um, soothing and it can be a very healing process. So that was a very healing process for me. Wow. You know, Beverly, you wrote a, a book titled Blossom, The Christian Woman Guide to Self-Discovery. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I wrote that book in 2003. And I still have copies of it here, and I still look at it from time to time because my philosophy and what I write about in that book is still the same today. Um, the only thing that's changed is I've learned and I've, I've grown. But it really is a book to help a woman to really to focus on herself and to really discover what it is that she that she wants to be and to look at her purpose and her calling apart from being a mother, apart from being a wife, you know, just, just between just her and God, like, you know, what are your skills? What are you good at? Um, how do you, how do you focus on that? And how do, how do you move forward? And how do you balance all the, the roles of being a mother, of being a wife, of being a friend, of being a grandma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that book, was birthed out of, um, I did a conference at uh, the University of Maryland, and all the women kept asking for my handout. So people who weren't in my workshop was coming asking for my handout. When I went to sleep that night, the Lord to told me, just like, you know, we're about to do a book. And I just took my handout, and I, I made it into a book. Wow. You know, you have accomplished so much. Uh, what do you feel might be one of your greatest accomplishments? Personally, my greatest accomplishment is having a home built um, in my name, my own name, <laughs> my own deed with my own money. Um, that was a great, great, great accomplishment, which is another journey that I took face, face, Facebook on because there was a time when I was sleeping in a car. So for me to go from that to having a home built and having to be able to pick out everything in the home, that's been one of my greatest accomplishments. Um, the other greatest accomplishment is my three children. They, they, speak, they speak for me. If you see them, if you meet them, if you talk to them, they tell, they tell the whole story. Wow. You know, I, I want to talk, but I, don't, I know we're running out of time, but I, I, I still got to mention that cookbook, you know, because, uh, you know, I've been watching you. Can you tell us a little bit? Uh, we probably got about a minute to talk about that. Can you tell us a little bit about the cookbook and why did you uh, write it and put it together? Yeah, so I've been a cook all my life. So it just so happens that I started putting pictures on Facebook. But the way I cook and how I cook is, is nothing new. Um but, you know, people were liking it and sharing it. And, um, you know, I was cooking with my granddaughter, had her in the kitchen. My mother was a cook. And um, because people started um, asking me for recipes, they were sending me private messages. And then people were asking me if I could make a dish for them that they would pay me. So out of all that, I finally decided that I needed to do a cookbook. And as you know, uh, my launch for the cookbook my website launch was on Sunday, and today I'm sold out. <laughs> I, I tell you, uh, I'm going to get me one of them books when you reorder. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to reorder, but I'm going to I'm going to wait till a later time. But I'm definitely going to reorder. But that yeah, that was that yeah, that was a little overwhelming. But you know, all the praise, all the glory goes to God. 
Absolutely. Just a quick comment, uh, Beverly. I just I love what you said about your kids because I've been a single father. My kids are twenty. I in their their twenties right now, and it, it blows my mind uh, the impact they've had on my life. They don't even know what they've given back to me. And I always tell people that it is actually my greatest gift in life that I could be their father. So your answer about your kids, it just it loved it. I I couldn't agree more. That's exactly how I feel. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And they know it, and, um, yeah, they're just such a blessing to me. And you know what? And the way they think sometimes, if I have an issue or if I have a dilemma, I could call either, or sometimes I call them all to have a conference call, like I have this dilemma. They give the best advice. I'm like, I love it. I'm like, yes, those are the type of children I have raised. Amen. Wow, that that is absolutely fantastic. Beverly, we are at the end of the show. How can our listening audience get in touch with you if they wanted to get in touch with you real quickly? How can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me um, at fortheloveofcooking.biz. There's a form there that you can fill out, and I will be back in touch with you. I am on Facebook under Beverly Felton Lucas. You can also send me a message. Um, I am not on Instagram yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've been saying that for three years. I've been saying that for three years, but I'm still not on Instagram yet. Um, that's how they can get in touch with me. Well, Dr. Mason says she's working with you on that, <laughs> getting you on Instagram and all these other social media um, platforms. She's been working with me for three years. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show uh, tonight. Uh, do Do you want to uh, sh- give a shout out to anybody we we uh, that uh, that's listening? I know Dr. Mason referred you, and uh, thank you so much, Dr. Mason, uh, and uh, and all of the guys that uh, you guys work with uh, in in uh, uh, the the book uh, Faith for Furious Trials. When we talk about the men edition, uh, and uh, also uh, the women edition as well. But I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I'd like to thank my great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking the time to tune in nightly. Uh, you know, so uh, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. We will be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your life. I am James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.